Welcome to Tears of a Clown, the podcast. I'm Liv, and we're on episode 13. And let me tell you, we're coming in at 9.30 on a Friday. (laughs) If you can't tell, uh, I was not feeling it today. And not in a bad way. I just kind of was like cleaning up my house. I'm finally settled in. um, Thinking about what old Johnny Depp movie I wanted to watch. Making myself some Korean rice cakes and ramen. Um, Shout out to one of my closest girlfriends for taking me to this amazing Korean restaurant for the first time in my life. Let me tell you, my fucking Middle Eastern ass was panicked when they brought out all the sides. I'm like, oh, well whoa whoa because like you go especially my favorite Persian restaurant like where I live it's like that's no joke right and I'm like listen I'm I'm not cheap I I if there's anything I'll throw down for it's food and friends and booze so I'm like let's have if we're gonna have a bottle of wine let's have a good one if we're gonna eat food let's have good food right and if we're gonna have company let's have the best company but when they brought out like 12, 13, 14 different bowls. I'm like, I don't, I didn't ask for any of this. She's like, calm down. It's part of the experience. Like it just comes with the food. So that was interesting. Uh, I just had a great time, but now it's like all I'm thinking about. I'm like fixating on, on this. So, uh, I just, I just wanted to be absolutely passive in life today. And I was totally okay with that. Sometimes we need to do that, but you know, I got to come through for you all. Uh, today's, before, just for a preface, today's story time is really not going to have anything to do with the subject I'm covering. And usually I do something that's relevant to the subject, but it's just a funny experience I had this week that I have to tell you all about. So we'll get into the content and then we'll close up like we normally do. Today's going to be a short and sweet episode because I'm ready to start my movie. And I know y'all are probably out doing whatever, living your lives. I will tell you, as someone who's dating themselves, uh, Fridays can be pretty lonely. So I've constantly challenged myself to learn how to make myself love Fridays more. So it's not like I'm, you know, uh, the Cat Stevens songs. I don't know if you guys have even heard Cat Stevens. He's kind of a polarizing figure. But anyways, uh, he used to have this song and I'd listen to all of his records with my dad when I was a kid. And it's like, another Saturday night and I ain't got nobody. And I always think about that, but it's on Fridays. And I sing that to myself while I'm walking around my house. Uh, But I don't want it to be a negative thing. So I'm like, yeah, I ain't got nobody here. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do this. So our subject today is outgrowing friends. Now, one thing I want to say is this can get really touchy. Uh, because there's the prospect of several different opinions and, and challenges here. Some folks will be like, oh yeah, they, uh, you know, they're acting, you know, like they never knew me, like brand new as, as, as some of my old friends would say where I grew up. Uh, you know, this is like, someone's acting like they're too good for me or whatever else. Other folks will be like, what the fuck did I do wrong? And some will just be hurt and be like, I've been a good friend. Why don't you want to be my friend anymore? But ultimately, I think it's important that we understand when friendships have reached their expiration date because there is an expiration date for everything in life. And that doesn't mean that it's um, wrong or didn't matter. It's just life ends, right? So why wouldn't friendships end? Why wouldn't experiences end? That's just a, a part of the circle. So I think the more quickly and um, openly we can accept and expect these kind of things to happen, the better, especially as we're getting older. So one of the first things I've learned is some friendships are circumstantial. Now hear me out. I meet someone and we click. We have a great time. 
but it's because our partners are best friends. So we have fun, we have our season, we go through it, then one of the partnerships ends, right? One of the relationships is done. So suddenly we're not in the same proximity constantly. Number two, if there is any hurt feelings or just processing, you know, that other person who is still around your ex um, is going to have intel and experience and, and um, you know, constant communication with that person. So maybe you need some time to tend to and you, yourself and you don't want to hear about that. And, and more than anything, I think that sometimes just circumstantial and it doesn't mean that you don't like the person you don't care about the person or trashing that person it's just kind of like listen we were joined together by a circumstance and we and we respected and cared about each other and enjoyed each other and now that circumstance has passed so you know and again what i will say is at times the friendship supersedes that and i think a lot of that is based on where both people are at and how invested in the friendship they are you can like someone and be like yeah i, I think this person's great you know i like them but you're not going to hit them up every week and be like i want to see you i want to see you i want to see you right it's just like forming a relationship it either takes off or it doesn't i always say this i believe that friendships and relationships are almost exactly the same except friendships just mean more because they don't have the promise of physical satisfaction and or affirmation tied to them. So sometimes it just doesn't really take flight after that, okay? So if you feel like you, you know, had this experience and you kind of outgrew it, now you're moving on to a new circle, a new partner, or maybe just kind of your life went in a different direction, maybe you don't want to be reminded of that. And it's nothing against the person that you became friends with. It's just like, hey, I've, I've shifted from this, right? Like I've, I've, I've grown past this and I've shifted from it and like wish you well, but here's what I'm going to do now for me. And other times it is one of those things where it's like they're a lovely person, but like this doesn't actually integrate in my day to day day-to-day -day life and your day-to-day -day life was shifted when you were in that relationship or when you were again I'm talking about relationships maybe it was a close friend that you're no longer close with that introduced you to this you know new friend right one of the other things that I think is kind of like a hot topic and I, I can kind of piss people off is being at different places in life so it you know we all know this we grow up and some people go one way and some people go another way and what i mean by that is i'm 31 i don't have kids and i've never been married most of my friends almost all my best friends have been married and most of them uh, you know more than not have kids okay so for the ones that have been married and have kids I we don't have a lot of commonalities anymore. The commonalities we share is that we love each other, we are loyal to each other, and we care about each other, right? And that doesn't mean we outgrow our friendships automatically because people take different paths in life. But what I will say is it would be absurd for me to expect that I will be as close to some of my closest friends to them now as I was when we were all single, okay, and childless. That That's not the way that works, right? Their, their lives have changed. So my immediate circle has shifted and that doesn't mean i don't love and care about those friends and treasure them more than anything it's just our time together is going to be more limited because now they're juggling you know marriages kids and careers right family like their own you know self health and and betterment so it would be again ridiculous to expect that that friendship is going to sustain the same way now what i would say is if we were going through those phases together then it's a little different because that's very conjoining that's like one of those things where it's like oh i'm buying this and i'm doing this and i'm going through this physically emotionally mentally right or i'm having this experience or i'm planning this so it's like you do those things in tandem a lot of the time 
Now, that doesn't mean, again, you don't throw out your friends because they haven't experienced the same things with you. And that's vice versa. Like, I wouldn't want a friend who was like, oh, yeah, well, I'm married and have a kid now. So, like, your your lifestyle is not appealing to me. It's like, okay, well, I'm still a good friend of you. I still care about you. But, again, what it comes down to is we're not going to be as close in, in proximity as we used to be. That's just a fact, right? So that's one of those things where it just naturally comes up. Moving sometimes. As much as we want to stay in contact with someone who's moved. And, again, there there are folks who do that really well. Some of us, like, the attention span, the schedule, everything else, it's like what's in front of you, you really focus on. It doesn't really have this everlasting effect when someone moves. It's like, hey, okay, you know, when you're here, we had a great time and I care about you. I'll check in on you. I'll, I'll support you, you know, when you're posting things that are up on your life and I'll check in on you every so often, but we're just not going to be as close, right? And then I think the biggest thing is those seasonal friendships those ones where it's like I think of all the different seasons I've went through I think of my like having beer at dive bars season I think about my you know my season where I was heavy heavy into learning how to you know write better I think about my season when I was all about one of my exes like just being a girlfriend in general right I think about the season when I was new to my career I think about my crazy wild single season I think about my you know um low-key like introspective creation season like all these different things that I've experienced in my life, even where I was at financially, emotionally, mentally, physically, like my gym rat season, the friends I had, like you just have different times in your life and that attracts different people to you. And when you grow and go through those seasons, then sometimes those things don't pass over with you. And it's not about picking things up and putting them down. It's just like, you know, I think about my, like my last one, I said the gym rat thing. When I had that season where I was like going to the gym a lot, I made friends and it was like, our lives were like, we worked, went to the gym. We worked, we went to the gym. We worked and then we started becoming close and it was like, we work, you know, go to the gym, hang out. Then we do this. And that was our, you know, that was our atmosphere we didn't we didn't it didn't surpass past that we weren't meeting each other's families you know doing this doing that it's like we all integrated together so when one of us moved it was like oh come out come out and then slowly it was like eh, you know and so I, I think that's a great example to where it's like sometimes you're just in this cycle and that's the way things work out and then something disrupts the cycle and you move on to the next one in life and I think the things that are meant to stick, stick. Now, what I will say is sometimes when you just know you've outgrown a friendship and you're kind of just not really feeling it anymore, I would say some of the signs of just not really feeling a friendship anymore are like you leave, you know, tired or kind of unfulfilled, unstimulated. You're not in, in really in a place where you're feeling like it was beneficial at all. And I don't mean beneficial to where they're like, here's some money, here's some advice, here's this. Sometimes you just want to bullshit with your friends, but you're literally leaving like, ugh, I could have done without that, right? You're dreading or avoiding spending time together. You're constantly trying to find ways to reschedule or, or get out of it, right? Um, and I think the biggest thing is you see things they do and you're not a fan. You're not like, wow, I'm proud of you, or wow, good for you, or wow, that's awesome. Like, you're kind of like, ugh, you do this you know um and I think there's a thin line because again with my closest friends some of them annoy the shit out of me they're my best friends I love them they're like my sisters I'm like this is annoying okay and there's things that I do that they're like this fucking bitch you know um but what I would say is when you're just like not a like I'm their number one fan these girls like you you put me anywhere and I'm gonna 
sell you on them, right? I think it's more like where you're just not really digging a person. You're like, uh, you know, you're not interested in what they have to say. You're not really feeling their their lifestyle or the things they have to offer. You you know, there's not much stimulation there. There's not much you know um, connection there. That can become really awkward because you don't want to be the asshole who's like. Hey, I don't think you're cool. I don't want to be your friend anymore. But I think there is a, a, a gracious and, and kind way to be able to bow to friendships when they're really not serving you anymore. And I think one of the easiest ways to do this is just to put distance there. So sometimes when you leave the door open, it can make things a little awkward. So you got to kind of start closing that door. So it's like the things that you would normally invite them to do, maybe out of guilt or, you know, out of pressure, you got to start being putting that boundary down and be like, no, I don't have to have this person here right now. I'm not like, this is, this is not something of interest to me, right? When they ask you to do things that you don't want to do, you just have to be honest and be like, hey, I'm not really into that these days, but like, I hope you have fun and, you know, send me some pictures after or let me know how it goes. Like, you basically just have to start speaking on behalf of yourself. And if that person starts picking up and being like, why won't you hang out with me? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? That's where, unfortunately, if someone gets aggressive with you, you're just going to have to be honest and be like, hey, listen, like, you know, I appreciate every memory we we have built together. And, and um, you know, I always wish you the best. But like, I'm going to be honest with you, like, I've just changed a lot. And I, I I feel like I've just kind of outgrown this friendship and it's nothing against you, but ultimately like I'm just doing me. Like this is this is just kind of who I am and, and where I'm at. And I, I I respect you enough to tell you this. I'm not gonna go do stuff with you that I don't wanna do or talk about things I don't wanna talk about. I'm just not interested in doing that. Now that's a really awkward conversation. I've had to have it a couple times. A lot of the times what will happen is people will, if they have emotional and social awareness, they'll pick up on your distance and kind of pull back. But I'm, I'm not saying this is going to be fun or easy. In fact, I was on TikTok and this, this lady was like going through prompts and she's like these really like sterile, like hard boundary prompts where it was like, I am this and that. I'm like, dude, that's so fucking awkward. Like, I think one of the coldest things you can do to someone you once were close with or shared a bond with is be really sterile with them that hurts people's feelings and makes them you know um think they've done something wrong and again i'm all about healthy communication and boundaries but i also think sometimes softening things it doesn't fucking hurt anyone man so for me if i know something is gonna hurt someone that you know hasn't done anything wrong per se I'm going to put it more on me. I'm going to be like, hey, listen, like, I'm going to be real with you. I'm in my loner shit right now. And like, I'm just not into that stuff. So like, I, I hope you're doing well. Like, I'd love to get updates in your life every so often. But like, I'm just doing me. And it's like, sure. Did I not mention you talk about yourself for an hour uh Plus, when we're together and I feel emotionally drained or, hey, like whenever I'm with you, I don't feel like I'm actually being true to myself or, hey, the things we do are like not enjoyable to me um, or, you know, your love language and your communication style is very different than mine and it's it takes a lot out of me, right? Like, I don't need to say that. I can just be honest with them to the capacity that I feel that they've earned and, and deserve and show them that common respect and just leave it at that, like... I think sometimes we overshare shit and it can really hurt people and give them a complex. And I'm all about walking out of shit without like traumatizing the hell out of people. Now, if someone takes what you said out of context and is like, I can't imagine someone telling me they, they're just not really digging, like spending time doing whatever and they're doing their own thing and being like, 
well, fuck you, you know, you're lost, whatever. I can imagine, like, if it was someone I really thought I was vibing with being a little hurt and being like, damn, like, and doing some introspection, which I think is something we should always do, always at the end of friendships, relationships, jobs, um, you know, ventures, whatever. Um, but I think ultimately, if I were to, like, be combative with someone and be like, I've been such a good friend to you and this, this, and that, okay, that was your choice. For you to be the good friend that you wanted to be or for you to be present in the way that you think was fulfilling for me, that was your choice. I didn't ask you to do that, right? Now, we are talking about this in the context of you have been, you know, respectful. You have been, um, you know, nice, so to speak. I hate using that word, but, you know, and you are, you're not sitting there asking things of this person. Now, if you're taking, 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 then you decide you want to dump someone, that's a shit move. And also, sometimes you're just going to have times like where you're just not as close to someone as you have been before, and that's fine. Sometimes someone starts a new job or gets in a new relationship or takes on, you know, a new interest or kind of is going through an, a transformative period themselves, and it's like, you know you'll just get back to where you need to get back to. And I think this is where I really try to encourage the differentiation between holding on to something um, that's good. Like I think about that dashboard song. I guess I'm all song references today. Um, like the ghost of a good thing. I, I had to really do like a long hard look at some of the people I follow the other day. And you know, cause that does affect your brain, the things you see, right? And um, something I'm really big on is I don't follow any celebrities on the internet <clears throat> at all. Uh, and I only, I follow a lot less people than I would say the average person in the sense with like, if you were to do my following to, um, follower ratio because I'm just not interested in seeing certain shit and I looked at some of these people and I'm like cool I really wish them well I have no interest in your fucking life and I have no connection to you anymore and quite frankly like you having that access to my life makes me a little uncomfortable because you don't know anything about me anymore right and then for some of them it's not even that far it's just like dude, I haven't seen you in how many years? We don't talk. Like, I'm not going to follow you. It doesn't mean I dislike you or I'm trying to make you feel bad about your, yourself, right? And the same thing going through with like numbers or social events where it's like there's maybe one person you're tied to and they're like, oh, come out and do this. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes you, you want to visit with friends and old pals and have a good time and be like, oh, I'm out. There are people who can do that. Other times it's like, yeah, I'm just not really interested in this and uh, I'm I'm just going to separate myself from it. And it's like, if you see them out in public, great. Hope you're doing good. And you move on with your life. I think it's important to remind, especially, and I know I talk a lot to single people, but, you know, I'm a single person, right? So I'm, I, I'm talking to what I know. Um, sometimes you can feel a little frustrated by your friends who are in different seasons of their lives and almost feel like, ah, we're not close anymore and that's over. And what I would always say is if they're an actual valued presence in your life let let that season see itself through um don't be so quick to you know throw in the towel on that i have several friends that i love dearly that are are really engulfed in building their new lives right now and yes have i made it a point to really sit there and look at that and be like this is what makes them happy and this is what they're doing and also have i taken the energy for myself to be like hey you're good you have a a, a partner now you have this you have that i'm not going to check in with you constantly like a way i did when we were both single because quite frankly i'm going to reserve that energy for myself and maybe someone who's on the same page as me but that doesn't mean i don't love them i don't think about them every day i don't carry them in my heart and when we get to time together i really cherish that it just 
my friendship with them is not going to be the same as when we were running around town together, right? And talking shit about the boys that broke our hearts and, you know, getting wine drunk and, you know, falling asleep on the couch together to some, you know, ridiculous movie, right? With my both my cats on each one of us. And I, I love those things and I cherish those things. But I also understand that things aren't always going to be that way. Just the same as I would hope that if my friends, if I meet someone and my availability slows down my friends can look and be like all right Liv's doing her and I love her and I'm here for her and I'm happy for her um and she's going through her season right now and that doesn't mean you just you know I'm really big on you don't turn on someone like a coyote because they can't provide to you what they did in the past you have to look at someone's record you have to look at someone's history you have to look at their accolades right so to speak they were they were there for this they were there for that they cared for this they they were present they loved on you they they did all these things for you and then yeah they're in a different season now you don't just drop them because they're not serving you in the way they did back then you have to look at the circumstance accept that embrace that understand that respect that and be able to look at where you're and be like okay so here's where I'm going to shift and find company that is going to be able to you know settle with me and you are always going to hopefully um, want your friends to feel the same way in the in the in the path that they're growing as well so I hope that gives you a little bit of insight into what it kind of looks like behind the scenes if you are outgrowing a friend and also how to manage that experience because it is kind of awkward uh, also the last thing I'll throw in there is sometimes silence is golden. Like maybe you just give it some space, not ignore the person, but they're not reaching out. You don't reach out and things kind of, you know, water finds its own level, so to speak. Uh, the biggest thing I would say to take away from anything with friendships outgrowing them or moving past them is, uh, have impulse control because the last thing you want to do is act off the fact that you got annoyed or disappointed in a friend and then be like, oh, I've outgrown this. I'm past this, right? Like that's a very, um, and I use this word very intentionally, it's very manic behavior. Um, and that can really hurt the people that you love. And what it can do is it can uh, put you in a place to where you feel like you can't, um, or put them in a place to where they feel like they can't rely on you or trust in you when they fail or have faults or faults or, um, sorry, or, uh, you know, setbacks, right? Um, if there's a pattern of something and you're feeling like you're outgrowing the friendship because you're disappointed in the pattern, that's where you need to have a conversation. Having an expectation and not having a conversation is very difficult because people are not mind readers. And sometimes, that's the last piece I'm going to say on this, the person you entered a friendship with is not the person you're currently in a friendship with now. And we have to be able to understand and accept that, that humans are ever-changing, ever-growing, and that it's not always going to be the way we want it to be. It's not going to be as perfectly constructed and fine-tuned and tailored uh, in a way that serves us and in our friendships and bonds. All right, so story time. <laughs> uh, so this week, I got in a car accident. I was leaving my... Um, parking garage going out to the main street and it's like I live like right off a of main exit so I was turning in there was a bunch of you know cars just getting right out to the main lanes person made way for me I'm like thank you wave to them there's two lanes and I look and it looks like hey no one's coming there was a car some ways back anyways I overestimated I was I was on the way to a happy hour I had um, planned for one of my very dear friends who's been my employee, my um, direct report for a few years now that I'm so excited for. He's he's pursuing his dream career. He's finally get, got that locked in. And 
So I was excited and emotional. I just wanted to go be there and celebrate him. So I, I think, you know, it was my fault. But uh, anyways, I pull into the first lane. Then I move over to the second one um, all in an instant. And me and this guy end up colliding. So he puts on his hazards. I follow him around into a neighborhood. And I'm like, shit, man. I felt some crunchiness on my car. I've talked about my car before. Like, dude, I, I just, like, I love my car. I've, I saved up so long for that car. And I really do treasure it. And more than anything, I feel extremely thankful to have this car that doesn't need gas. And especially in the climate that we're in right now. Um, so, you know little me would never expect that I would have this car and for some it's like oh whatever you've got like a you know pretty basic Tesla but for me it's like that's that was the dream for me for many years so having anything even barely scuff it more or less you know crush it (laughs) um was upsetting so we pull over but I'm like ultimately I'm ready to take ownership because I know it's my fault so we pull out I'm also like a little nervous because I could tell from the driver that it was a guy and I have had experiences in traffic with men just in general where they have been really aggressive i had one guy try and physically harm me um after we had like a little um like lane merge incident some years ago so i was a little nervous i get out he gets out and um first thing he asked me is are you okay are you hurt and i'm like oh no 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 he's like are you sure and he's like looking me up and down and i'm like yeah and he's like i'm sorry i'm a doctor like and it's just like that's my first nature and i'm like oh my gosh like and I'm like, listen, I, I am so sorry. I'm so mortified that I did this to your car. And I, I, like, I can't apologize to you enough. I, I haven't gone across since, like, I don't even know, like, you know, f- around 15 years now. Like, it's been a very long time. And he's like, don't worry about it. Everything's fine. He's like, my car just has, like, your, like, a little scratch on it from, like, the paint hitting. Like, it wasn't really crunched. My car really took the brunt of the damage. So he's being really calm. He's asking me, okay, like, you know, do you remember how to do this? Whatever. I'm like, uh, not really. I'm like, I think I need your ID and like your driver's license, you know, number and, uh, you know, your insurance and whatever. So we're going through it and getting everything together. Now, mind you, this guy is so handsome and he smells so good. I'm really big on smell and he just, he's so calm. Like he's, he's like terminally chill, dude. Okay. He's just sitting there. Yeah yeah absolutely no no big deal whatever and he has a moment where he's like let me get my insurance and calls uh one of his family members and i think it was his mom and you can just hear him being like are you okay whatever he's like i just need i just need like the the number the policy number so i'm like it kind of like breaks the ice i'm laughing he's laughing and uh so anyways, we exchange information. I'm still apologizing profusely because I feel so bad that this person is just like living their life in my, you know, short, you know, ridiculous uh, lapse of judgment ended up hurting his car, which I'm sure he's worked hard for. And, you know, the same way I think about my car and any of the things I've, I've earned um, and keep in my life. So we exchange all the stuff. I'm like, great, I'll start a claim. And so we say our goodbyes, thank him again for being so just like kind and um, calm. I get in my car and I'm like, damn, my shit is, <laughs> my shit's like a ghetto. Uh, Anastasia, my baby, she just was looking bad. And uh, so I'm getting ready to go into drive. And then he was about to get in his car because he was parked in front of me. And then he comes back to my window and he's like, hey, actually, can I get your number? Um, you know, just in case we need to talk about anything. And like, he has that moment after where he says that. 
And I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, do we really, we have each other, all of each other's information, like photo evidence of everything. But I'm like, well, yeah, you can have my number, right? Um, let me take yours down, et cetera. So we exchange numbers. And um, I'm on, you know, on my way to the happy hour. It's a few minutes down the street. I get there. So I text him, like, hey, so Jack has that your car. I'm sorry. Uh, and he had such a, like a good sense of humor about it. So we've been talking and we're going to get drinks. Uh, so that's kind of cool. I, I'm not saying anything's going to come of it. This dude could, like, who knows, you know, what his life could look like or what level of actual compatibility we could share. But I just thought that was really funny that I'm, like, I'm on dating apps. I'm, like, seriously single. Like, I am a professional single person. And how do I, how do I score, like, a drink date with someone? I hit their fucking car. Is that not the most Olivia thing you've ever heard of? It is. It is. Just in case if you're not close with me, it is. So, I thought you guys would enjoy that first story time. Um, anyways, uh, I hope uh, this episode brought you some clarity, some insight, some perspective, and more than anything, um, nourished a part of you maybe that you didn't even know you need nourished. I'm so thankful for everyone that listens to this podcast and even on the days where I'm struggling for an idea or I'm hesitant to create the content, I'm so I'm truly, truly so blessed and grateful um, that I have some folks here, whether it's five, 500, 5,000, et cetera, um, that listen. So I hope you all have a good weekend and I will be back next week. Love you much. This is Live with Tears of a Clown. I'll talk to you soon.